You're about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up-to-the-minute news and notes to... Uh, who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again. It's the After Further Review Podcast with Connor Forrest. Want to get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at connorforrest.com. For your questions to be read on air. It's amazing, right? As we said one there, and it just got totally silent. I just hear him snore again. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. Shawnee, how's the fish tank working out? Uh, the fish tank's doing okay. Uh, you know, I don't know if you know this, but the best part of the fish tank isn't the fish. It's the decor and how you can make it look and the snails. Now, do you have snails in your fish tank? No, my brother-in-law has been has been telling me to get snails i've been dying to get snails now you've seen my tank for for quite some time it's very beachy themed and i i, I mm-hmm. just don't know if i want to put snails in there quite yet but i think we're probably working our way to getting there um i think i mean i have some cory catfish i got some loaches i had some shrimp in there for a while um and by a while i mean a day and by a day i mean six <laughs> hours um but no i haven't put snails in there probably should see the best part about the snails is you'll look at them all right, and then you go off to make a coffee, maybe go take a shower, whatever it may be, and then they're just – they don't move when you're looking at them, and then you come back, and they are in the complete opposite side of the town. I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's like, <laughs> it's what awesome. the, what are they running, like, over there? I mean, it's insane, but no, definitely get some snails. I, I would highly recommend it. They yeah. are uh, – they're, they're interesting little things. I'm looking at one right now, and he's just uh, sitting – I have a party sign inside of my – aquarium yes uh, and he's sitting sitting right behind the party sign so no but the fish how, are doing well had a, had a few funerals um but not yeah. not too many and the i mean the apartment it just feels better with the fish in there doesn't oh it? yeah it just feels better percent yeah i gotta come over and see the tank then um you do because yeah. there's two things we need to do is eat buffalo wild wings and see the tank mm-hmm. that needs to happen um do you have a tv set up yet I do not have a TV. Uh, mm. I, I was considering getting a TV. Um, I'm very hesitant to do it just because I'm not like a guy who sits down and watches like TV shows or anything. Um, NFL or sporting, I can all get on my phone or laptop. So I just, you know, I, I, I'm not going to go out and spend however much money on a big TV just to, you know, watch Discovery Channel. Like I, I just don't sit down and watch TV. Mm, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, you know yeah. me, Shawnee. I have two humongous TVs in the house, and it's simply just because <laughs> I just have to have them. I just love. I love sporting <laughs> events on humongous TVs. I just, you know, I will literally. Unfortunately, I, I will. You know, if it came to, hey, Connor, you could retire and be totally happy and, and be financially free, or guarantee two huge TVs in your house. I would gladly go paycheck to paycheck with a 75-inch TV on either level. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's just the best. But uh, welcome back, everybody. After further review returns, that is Shawnee Olette from Arlington, Virginia. 
Uh, and uh, Connor Force here in Ashburn. We are back at it again. Um, again, just just life is so hectic. It's been so crazy. And it's insane that we're literally stubbing our toe right on draft week. Um, the NFL draft this Thursday, but we had to make sure we got our mailbag episode out. Uh, we got um, a lot of great questions in from listeners all over the place. So we wanted to get into that um, for sure. But um, yeah, first and foremost, our, our draft. So let's let me paint the picture a little bit of how this week is, is going to roll. Um, now, Sean, I don't even think I've, I've even reserved you for Wednesday night. Um, so I'm, I'm totally putting you on the spot here. We are going to record our episode tonight. This is our mailbag episode. And then Wednesday, we're going to get a draft pre- preview. We'll, we'll do, I'll do a first-round mock, and we'll get into kind of the um, nitty-gritties of the draft. I'm working on getting Jacob Kamaker on next week to review the draft. So we got a whole bunch of good stuff coming your way in the next seven calendar days. Um, but for now, we wanted to make sure um, this is my favorite episode. Honestly, uh, to be honest with you, John, I don't even know if I've told you. Like, this is by far my favorite episode to do. Like, Playoff previews, game previews, game picks, um, draft previews, drafts in review. Like, this is my favorite thing to do is the mailbag episode because it's it's our ability to kind of get out there and uh, and talk with the listeners. Um, it's just so fun to always get cool emails and messages in and and they they kind of come in out of out of nowhere like there'll be times where i'll uh, full disclosure i'll put out a, a post of like hey guys here's your mailbag questions and like we won't get responses um but randomly i'll get something from my email or something from my twitter or, or somebody will comment on something on on a tweet or something and have a question so it's it's really fun to uh to interact with everybody and get your questions in so uh so me and sean wanted to uh make sure we got through that so we're gonna get to our mailbag uh very very uh, quickly uh, want to again shout out our sponsor anchor fm anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast so make sure you're downloading the anchor fm app and let them know that connor from after further review sent you uh shawnee is there anything i'm missing i don't think so i got the questions right in front of me i will read them off to you and uh we'll just have a little conversation how's that sound? let's do it yeah sounds like so much fun let's do this Alrighty, first question is going to come from Chris in Hyattsville, Maryland. He says, boys, happy mailbag. Happy mailbag, Chris. Happy mailbag to you, Chris. Yeah. All right, uh, Connor, you'll like this one. Terry McLaurin, does he get a deal done before training camp? Mm, I'd have to imagine. Uh, I'm going to say yes. I I think I said this uh, maybe a podcast ago. I can't remember. Uh, But I do think Terry McLaurin does get a deal done before training camp. I think the market is really hot right now. Um, I think there's just a lot of buzz. You got the Debo Samuels and the AJ Browns, the DK Metcalfs. All these guys are like, hey, where are these guys contractually going to stand? Are they going to hold out? Is Debo out of San Francisco? Like just a whole bunch of different noise going on. But I do think that uh, as time kind of goes on, um, I do think it's going to cool off a little bit. I think eventually they're going to get a deal done uh, with Terry. Terry's just far too important. Uh, He's a guy that they value so much, not only in the locker room, but he's one of their, their homegrown guys. I mean, there's only a few of those that Washington has had over the last decade, right? I can think of Ryan Kerrigan. Uh, I can think of Trent Williams. Um, and that's kind of it. And Terry McLaurin's fallen right into that category again of a guy that they've they've drafted um, and has just become a fan favorite, a community favorite, a league-wide um, star. I think they're going to lock him up, and I definitely think they're going to do so before training camp. I mean, Shawnee, I know you're not, uh, you're not a Commanders fan, but I, I'd have to imagine. Uh, do you feel the same way, I guess? I'm not sure. He... <laughs> I'll say he needs to stay in Washington. I'll leave it at that. Uh, if they let him walk or if he leaves or whatever it may be or doesn't get the extension that he deserves, um, it, it's it's not something that 
us uh, Washington Commanders fans uh, would enjoy no. to see. Um, but no, I, I do think they get him done. I mean, he's, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. He's probably the best player on the team, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you'd have to imagine a healthy chase young maybe. Uh, but no, I mean, mm-hmm. you'd have well, to imagine. Yeah. I, th- I think he's the best player on that team. Um, I don't, I yeah. don't necessarily think it's, it's, I, I guess if, if chase young is, I don't know. I, I guess if chase young is healthy, maybe, maybe we'll have a discussion, but, um, no, I, I think he's the best on that team for sure. Yeah, I, th- I think they – it's not only will they, I think it's they need to Yeah, uh, get a deal done. All right, let's go over to our good friend Dane. All right, Dane, thanks for the question. Uh, Dane's says, our day one. Ty- He's a day one. Dane, <laughs> that's right, yep. Dane <laughs> asks, though, where does Tyron Matthew go to? Mm. Tyron – so that's another kind of funny um, – you know, honestly, Shawnee, as time goes on, I, I, think, I think Tyron Matthew – I think returning to the Chiefs is becoming a bigger possibility here. I, I know everyone was talking about Dallas. I know everyone was talking about the Eagles or the Saints. I don't know if I see that. I just I don't know. And I think I think there's there's a saying in sales where you know time kills all deals, right? Where where you're trying to close a deal and time starts going by and you start you know you start losing momentum and all of a sudden the you know you're just not as interested in getting it done I, and i think that that's actually going to end up being the case here for tyron matthew um i think teams are going to wait for the draft to pass obviously before they make any sort of move um try to see what holes they can fill in the draft uh, but I, I do think if there was a team other than kansas city i think the chargers might be a candidate there right i mean they've signed some pretty good veteran talent over the you know off season. i mean adding khalil mack i feel like they're a team that could swing for the fences there i mean they're in win now mode uh so maybe the chargers but for the most part i i feel like returning to the chiefs is becoming a bigger possibility as as the days go on for sure it's a good question though dane yeah there's right as you say that there's an article posted by jeff kerr over at cbs sports uh, titled Tyran Matthew uh, Free Agency Chiefs GM Brett Veach is that, Am I saying that right? Veach uh, Leaves open possibility of all pro safety Returning to the team mm. um, So yeah, you're, you're right about that time um, I, the, the article leads with He's taking his time through the free agency process Yeah um, So I guess we'll, uh, we'll have to see What ends up happening there um, he's, you know, he's getting a little bit up there in age uh, The Chiefs, uh, it says He kind of, uh, they moved on a little bit from the cornerback position uh let's see where oh and i uh, got 25 year old uh justin reed to sign a three-year 31 and a half million dollar deal yep. from free agency um so they're obviously going with someone a lot younger but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're completely crossing him off coming back to play for kansas city right and and like everything with tyron matthew injury concerns and age i think are going to be the biggest knocks against him but I, but I do think that whatever contract he comes up to in the next year is it's going to be a shorter deal and I think it's going to be a little bit more of a prove it situation because um, obviously I mean all pro level for the first few years in Kansas City um, and and just yeah it's going to be interesting to see how that ends up ends up playing out but uh, yeah we'll see I, I if I was a betting man though I'd say he he returns to Kansas City all right, so we'll move on to our third question. This is going to be Fred from Fred Sports Talk in Detroit, one of our newest Instagram followers. Hey, Thank you, Fred. Motor City. He asks, who should be the number one overall pick in this year's draft? Mm. So it was funny. Um, I, this draft is such a hard one to really nail down. This is, this is going to be one of the more interesting drafts in recent years because, quite frankly, we've always had a, a pretty solid consensus number one overall pick the last few years. 
And for some reason this year, it just kind of ebbs back and forth. We've talked about Aiden Hutchinson, obviously, from, from Michigan being that just ridiculous producer, 14 sacks in his, you know, in the last season in college with, with Michigan. Uh, but honestly, it's, it's odd how I, I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think the betting odds just this last weekend flipped now that, that Trayvon, uh, Trayvon Walker is the favorite to land the number one overall pick in the draft. And oddly enough, I was I was kind of trending that direction anyway because I just I don't know I, I think people are are over analyzing his his la- little bit of a lack of production in Georgia. He was just such a dominant um, edge setter rusher. So I guess that's going to be my answer uh, there, Fred. I think I think Trayvon Walker is going to end up being the first overall pick. Um, you know, at, at, at two seventy two six five running a four five is is pretty darn good. Um, he's just a really insanely good edge defender. Uh, sets the edge well. Uh, isolated tackles. He's just really good at shutting him down. Um, and he's, just, I mean, he's a great run stuffer. Um, but you know, has a lot of moves in his bag as a rusher as well. Um, and, a, and a ton of power. So um, I think his pass rushing. Obviously, I think there has a little bit of of uh, improvement to do. But I, I just, I feel like he's got so much upside. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with Trayvon Walker there at one. Um, that's a, that's a good question there, Fred. Fred, our uh, our guy up in Motor City. All right. Well, thank you, Fred, uh, very much for that. And uh, yeah, it is a really weird draft. Um, I never really like it when uh, quarterbacks don't go number one. I've always liked the quarterback as number one pick drafts. The it's best. great for sports talk, isn't it? It is. It really it makes our jobs easier. It really does. Um, all right. So that was Fred. Thanks again, Fred. All right. Now we go down to AJ in Savannah, Georgia. Oh. <laughs> this is a little personal question for Connor. He says, do you actually have a pug named Doug? <laughs> so, Connor, do you? Or is pug made up? Well, uh, so, yeah, pug is real. I do have a pug. His name is Doug. He's actually sitting with me on this chair. Um, <laughs> Sean, you're very fond of pug, aren't you? You like pug. Okay, so I was explaining to my girlfriend that there's this pose that you put Pug in where you you hold him like a baby, right? And he sits like the most distinguished gentleman on the planet. Just like he props himself up, yes. And he he just looks like he's dining with the queen, like the way he holds his head. And Look stuff. at this distinguished gentleman. It is the funniest gentleman. thing. Yeah. Oh my, Pug is just he he is hilarious and. Uh, yeah, he he's one of my favorites. He's got this new thing. Well, I don't know if it's new. It's new to me seeing it. He plays with the rocks in your backyard. Oh, yeah. He'll pick them up and move them. <laughs> he has, like, piles of rocks. So the piles of rocks got to such a crazy point because I had to mow the lawn the other day. So I literally had to individually with a Home Depot bucket go out to the yard and pick up every rock. <laughs> and I actually oh, no. I wanted to put him on the grill and kill him. But uh, he is <laughs> he is my favorite dog that's ever existed. I love him so much. Um, me and my wife uh, have – so me and Anna had talked about getting a pug and naming it Doug for a long time. Like this goes back to like – Gosh, this might go back to high school, to be totally honest with you, Shawnee. Um, I've loved pugs my whole life. I think they're just the cutest dogs ever. Um, they got such great personalities. Um, and we always wanted to get a fawn pug named Doug. And so it was funny because when we got engaged, we always talked about, hey, we want to get a, a place with a yard so that we could, you know, if the family expanded and we wanted to get a, a pug, you know, one day, that would be great. Um, and, and as we got closer to the wedding and, and right after we got married, the, the goal was, all right, we'll have some time to ourselves, and then we'll get a dog maybe a year later. 
And then a year later became six months. And then six months became Christmas. And then Christmas became Thanksgiving. And then before you know it, we ended up going and buying Pug like the week we came back from our honeymoon because we just we were just so excited to get one. Um, he's just the best <laughs> dog ever. Like he's he's just the absolute best dog ever. Um, and it's really funny because I'm so used to having uh, a, a pet pug named Doug that I don't I forget that whenever I'm talking on a podcast we get new listeners and I'm referring to Doug right I just say, oh Doug's in the basement you know playing with you know a toy they're like what? What, what who's Doug like who is this guy talking about but if you are new to the podcast I can confirm AJ from Savannah Georgia I'm also very jealous you live down there because I love Savannah I can confirm I do have a pug named Doug <laughs> yes he does yes I will second that <laughs> All right. Um, our next one, we're going to head down to Roanoke, Virginia. Zach, thanks for your question. Uh, he asked, where did we go to college? Uh, he is a junior in high school right now, trying to figure out where to go, asking for some advice. Uh, Connor and I, we went to the same college, uh, actually two same colleges. Uh, we both went to Northern Virginia Community College, and then we went to George Mason University. Uh, they have a really good transfer program. Um, that a lot of students take advantage of um, where you save a bunch of money. That's kind of there, there are other things involved in it, but yeah. money's the big thing. Um, so we both went to Mason, which I'll ask you, Connor, on a scale from one to ten, one being it's the most dreadful experience of your life, and ten meaning you are looking to go back to Mason any second now. Like it, it was just, it's the only time you've ever been happy. <laughs> where is Mason on your scale? <laughs> On a one to ten, I mean, going but never being happy unless I'm there. I, I'm not sure if, if any college is, is ever a ten, um, but I, dude, I really enjoy George Mason. Honestly, I'd say I honestly give it like on that scale, like a seven, a seven and a half. I honestly enjoyed it a lot. Um, I, yeah, I mean, us going there together was was a blast because we got to we got to hang out and spend some time together, which was so much fun. Um, I obviously went with, with Anna too, which was, my, my wife went there. So we both, we both, all three of us graduated there. Um, but yeah, Shawnee, I remember us working in the, those broadcasting gigs while we went to Nova. Did we have any classes together at Nova at all? Did we? we had a, uh, uh, what would it have been spring 2020 semester class, which obviously didn't last that long with COVID. Um, so we were not in the class. Remember we had that sports. Oh, that's right. That's it? right. We writing. did. That's right. So that was at Mason. Did we have anything at Nova though together? We didn't have anything. Oh, I'm sorry. That. Nova. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, no, I don't think we did, but, uh, I, I love George Mason. I thought it was a, an awesome school. And I, I think the cool thing with George Mason and a lot of people knock it for being like a commuter school. A lot of people commute to the school. Um, I just love that it was like you could be as involved as you wanted to, and you could also just get in and get out if you wanted to. Um, the basketball games are always fun. The team hasn't been very good in, in recent years, but the, the basketball games are always fun. Um, it's a beautiful campus. I had some great professors. I had some bad professors, but I had some great professors as well. Like Honestly, I, I, I really don't have very many bad things to say um, about Mason. I'm blessed, obviously, that I was able to go there with a couple great friends and, uh, and Anna as well. Um, I really enjoyed it, and it's a great question uh zach uh you're sean did you say he was a junior in high school is that what he said he's a yep junior in high school so he's a junior in high school trying to figure out where to go so if you're in roanoke you're obviously close to i think roanoke is right in between blacksburg and harrisonburg right i feel like i, I roughly yeah it's it, you so you've got your your choice of pretty local colleges that are pretty good of tech and uh and uh maybe Maybe it's not quite. I don't know. Maybe it's. I, I know it's closer to Blacksburg than Harrisonburg. I don't know how how much closer. I could be. I could be totally off there. Um, 
Tech is obviously a great school. My my wife's family, basically her entire family, um, went to Tech. Um, they obviously love it there. A lot of friends went to James Madison. Um, UVA, Charlottesville is not too far. I mean, you're you're kind of in the little little triangle there. Some some really good schools. And then on the east of Virginia, you've got some good ones too. Uh, look, Virginia schools are good. I, I like Virginia schools a lot. Um, I always encourage people like when they've especially locally. Um, and I know we have listeners from all over the country. Um, so this advice is, you know, I, I think it could be, it could be helpful for you guys too. Um, community college transferring to a four year school is a, is a really, I mean, it's something that I encourage everyone to do just cause those first two years are your gen eds where you can really do it anywhere. Um, and I was able to graduate debt free. Um, and it was incredibly helpful because again, the first two years, it was just a pay as you go with the, with the, you know, uh, Nova classes for community college. Um, so yeah, I would always encourage that. Like if you have an opportunity to do Zach, if you do a, a community college route to a four year degree, um, you're going to get your degree. You're just, you're going to do it literally for half the price. But the cool thing is, is like, I don't know. I don't know if any, I mean, William and Mary, I know is kind of pricey and I know UVA is pricey too. Um, and it's competitive. I mean, they're all very competitive, but Virginia schools aren't too expensive if you stay in state. Um, you start going out of state and, and you're going to have to start writing some serious checks. So if you can avoid student <laughs> debt at all costs, do that. Um, because that's just, it's just crippling. Um, it's just, it's just so many people graduate with, you know, 150, 200, $250,000 in debt. And it's just like, how do you even get out from under that? I mean, that's a house payment. So, um, I guess that'd be my advice. Shawnee, do you have any better advice? I would say don't listen to stereotypes about a specific college. Yeah, I, yeah so that's true as well. Connor, Connor can second this. Uh, Radford University in Virginia is kind of known to be like the deadbeat college <laughs> school, right? Like, it's just yeah. when, when you're in high school and someone's like, I'm going to Radford, everybody kind of laughs and like, oh, what a deadbeat. Like, this guy's just going to college to party. Um, and maybe that is the case. Although I will say even George Mason for the lack of like party school it's known to be. It's like there are still parties at Mason. Exactly. Parties everywhere. Exactly. Um, so I went up my first semester. I was at a school up in uh, Pennsylvania called Shippensburg State University. Oh, my University. God. I totally forgot you did that. Yep. Yeah. So tiny little school. Uh, it's pretty much south. or uh, I'm trying to think. It's right off 81. It's like central southern Pennsylvania, mm. uh, maybe about an hour and a half from uh, where Connor and I grew up. Um, and I get there and it's, it's like a normal college. Like there's parties, but then if you don't want to party, you'll, you know, find a group of friends. And I end up making a bunch of friends with like people in my dorm and all this stuff. Well, go, like towards the end of the semester, I learned that Shippensburg is essentially the Radford of Pennsylvania. Like if you, if, if you grow up in Pennsylvania and you say, oh, I'm going to Shippensburg university, everybody kind of laughs at you and you're like, oh, fun, you know, go have fun at your party school. You deadbeat. You know what I mean? So I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to the stereotypes. Like the stereotype about George Mason is, it's all commuters who are too yeah. afraid to move away. It's just not true. And it's, also, uh, it's, it's there's not no true. partying. There, there's going to be, there's so many people at colleges that, you're going to find people that do what you want to do. Like if you go to Radford, you're going to find people who don't party. If you go yeah, to William and Mary, you're going to find people who are there just to party, even though it's known as like a, you know, uptight, everybody's prestigious type school. Um, so yeah, don't, don't listen to stereotypes. Don't be afraid of, um, 
you know, going kind of out of your comfort zone or, or, you know, if people laugh at you or whatever it may be, I would just, wherever you're set on, wherever you tour and wherever you feel at home, go there. But also like Connor said, highly recommend the community college route. You'll save a bunch of money. You'll get those gen eds out of the way. Uh, and you'll be on your way to a, a four year degree, two years at a regular college for your junior and senior year. And that'll be your, the classes you enjoy taking, um, whatever major you decide to end up doing. So, uh, yeah, I would say that that's our advice to you is, uh, just don't listen to stereotypes and, uh, maybe look to save money here and there. Yeah. And not to, not to, not to go too long on this, but my, my last point of that is, is you're a hundred percent right. I, I, every, every college has their stereotypes and, um, Look, for the most part, I don't know what – I mean, it was before we went to college. It's been this way for a long, long time. There is like a there is like a status symbol with where you go to college that, that makes no sense. Because I'm, I'm just going to say this as a college graduate now. Um, nobody cares. Like, no, nobody cares now. Like, like, I'm out of school. My graduating class, for the most part, is out of school at this point. And no one cares where they went to school. Right now, they're just talking about where they're, where they're working and what they're doing. Um, so in high school, everyone's going to want to talk about where they go to school because that's what's important. That's kind of the flavor of the month. But the reality is, is when you're when you're in school, you're going to blink your eye and you'll be graduated and you'll be right into the workforce. And just know the value of college is not in to me. I'm sorry. It's and I, this is I don't care if people disagree with this, this is just how I feel to me. It's not the value of what you're learning. Because I have forgotten, other than the journalism and the writing stuff that I still use and, and that really helped me become a better writer, um, other than my actual skill, like trade work that I worked on in school, I don't remember anything. I don't remember any history. I don't remember any art classes I took. I don't remember any religion classes. I don't remember any math. I don't, I don't remember any of it at all. I don't remember anything that I ever really studied for. I graduated two years ago. It, but I do remember working really hard, and I remember what it was like to work hard for things I didn't want to do. And there's a lot of personal growth in that. So where, wherever it is, um, as long as you understand the value of college is, is, is for your well-being and not for status and ridiculous stuff, um, you're going to thrive. You're going to thrive. So, um, yeah, best of luck on that search. And I'm actually very curious as to see kind of – I know you're only a junior, but um, – yeah, follow up. Let us know where you end up going because I'd love to hear uh, where you end up going. But uh, best of luck on that search. It's it's a it's a fun search. Um, it can be stressful at times, but it's fun and uh, it's a it's a it's a good journey there, Zach. But thanks for the question. One more thing, I'll say one more thing. Do not be afraid if people say, "Oh, everybody from high school goes there." You'll just basically be in high school again. People said that about George Mason because it's like without traffic, forty-five minutes from our house, yep. Connor, which is really close for a college. Yes, I think I saw one person from my high school Maybe. the entire two and a half years I was there. Yep, hundred percent. Like you just—it's thirty thousand people. You're, yeah, and everybody has a different schedule. Exactly. Um. Alrighty, so let's go ahead and move on. We are down to our. I think final three questions, Connor. So this one comes from Janine in Bethesda, Maryland. Not a question, just a, a nice little statement. She says, hey, guys, just stumbled on the podcast a few weeks back and have enjoyed it. Not a question, just wanted to say I really enjoy it a lot. My husband enjoys the fish tank conversation in the last episode. Nice. We have another fish tank guy. <laughs> hey, there we go, Janine. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, thanks for the, thanks for the note, Janine. Uh, Bethesda, Maryland, so you're not too far from us. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed. Hopefully, your husband enjoyed the first few minutes of this conversation. Uh, but we are fish guys here, and uh, your your husband can join us in the ranks of the fish tank guys. Um, 
So I'm so glad you uh, you enjoy. And thanks for uh, stumbling on the podcast. Appreciate the kind note. Thank you, Janine. All right, we'll go to Dwayne. Uh, I'm not sure where he's from, but he says, y'all need to review food again. Where did that go? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you, want, you want me to answer this one? This one's an easy one to answer. Please do. All right. Unfortunately, Connor and I were not always together uh, to do the podcast. Yeah. Uh, just uh, I live, uh, I don't know, maybe 40 minutes away from you. Yeah. Um, and, and you're a little further west than I am. So we're not always together. But I, I would say, Connor, I think every time we get together in person, do a podcast, which is probably every... You know, every three or four episodes, yeah. I think we need to uh, need to do a food re- food review. I think people enjoy those. Yeah. I think last time we did we did Mountain Dew and Oreos. Yeah, that's Pepsi exactly. So we did a mango Pepsi, and then we did uh, s'mores right. Oreos. <laughs> that's right. the How? mango Pepsi. What? A, all right. You know what the flavor of Pepsi should be? Tell Pepsi. Me. Yeah, <laughs> it should be Pepsi. <laughs> yeah, it should, like Pepsi is Pepsi. Like, it, don't don't start. You understand how awful of a combo <laughs> that was. I mean, it was good. They were both good, oh. and we gave great reviews. But if you were to give that to me, and I were to eat them together the way we did again, that's just the best way to just jumpstart a vomit. I mean, that's awful. Um, so yeah, that was that. That would. I mean, yeah. The the if I remember, the Pepsi mango was was far too sweet. Um, which is it's just hard to get fruity and cola correct i think cherry always goes well with cola i think vanilla goes well with cola i think cherry vanilla combined goes well with cola Uh, (laughs) but i just i'm not quite sure if i'm just not quite sure if you can really pull off you know orange soda grape soda those are separate entities but the cola mixed with a fruit it's hard to pull off but i enjoyed those uh those oreos i mean i'll tell you the oreos they just have that uh that nose to them they have a scent to them that is intoxicating. It's like <laughs> McDonald's walking in there. You're like, what is in the air? Um, but we will. See, this is why we love our mailbag, because our listeners keep us in check. And Dwayne is reminding us that we need to get food reviews back. So, Dwayne, we will uh, have to bring them back. Yeah, Sean, it's a great minor. If you can even come up on Wednesday, we can do a food review for sure. I can find something in the old Harris Teeter Isles. Oh, heck yeah. Mm. Yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. We will, we'll have to uh, pencil that in. All right, we're going to go all the way across the country into our neighbors up north. PJ in Vancouver. I'm assuming Vancouver, British Columbia. Yeah, I have Although to there could be, there could be a Vancouver in the U.S. I'm sure there is. I actually think there's a Vancouver, Washington. So maybe it's Vancouver, Washington. I don't. Um, there's. Did he put a state? I. I. I I'm gonna. I'm gonna say state. if. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that our buddy PJ is in Canada, and the reason I'm gonna say that is that if I were <laughs> walking down the street and someone said I'm from Vancouver, I'd be like, wow, wow, how's uh, yeah views up there in uh, the old uh, Canada. Um, that's fantastic, PJ. Well, thank you so much for the uh, the question. Did I forgot what the question was? Could you uh, say it again, there, Sean? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he said, uh, "What is our best NFL memory?" Best NFL first. memory. Um, so there's two that come to mind. Uh, so one I was in person for. Uh, and the other I think is is one of the greatest moments in just football ever um that i just enjoyed that's just so nostalgic and people in washington will know it was 2006 or 7 it was the 2006 7 season uh where washington were playing dallas so the redskins at the time were playing the cowboys cowboys are in fedex field and it's just a hectic redskins cowboys game as they always were uh joe gibbs head coaching 
Uh, Bill Parcells was on the other sideline. Uh, just maybe it was Wade Phillips at the time. This is really digging back into my memory book. But it was the Mike Vanderjack block kick picked up by Sean Taylor in the final seconds of the game. Sean Taylor picks it up, runs it back to midfield. He gets he gets a face mask penalty on the play that gets a 15-yard penalty and an untimed down. And Nick Novak, who was a rookie at the time, who really struggled in the game. I think he missed two really just bad kicks in the second half of the game. Nails a 49-yard kick to win it and walk off against Dallas. Um, I'll never forget that as long as I remember watching that just being like, I, I can't believe what I'm watching. Um, we, I was just going crazy. I mean, I was, I was, I think I was nine or eight at the time. I can't even remember, but it was just, it was just the craziest thing ever. Uh, I still think one of my favorite memories though, and I guess the answer to the question, the best NFL memory I have is 2012. I was in, uh, I was at FedEx field when the, when the Redskins beat the Cowboys, RG three's rookie year, um, week 17, beats Dallas at home uh, to go into the playoffs, punch our ticket to the playoffs. Uh, it was kind of the, the cap off, the magic carpet ride. FedEx field was, was full to the brim. Um, it was so packed. There were all Redskins fans. It was so exciting. And just to see the elation, like the, the genuine – and really I haven't, I haven't seen anything like it since or anything close to it since. Um, but just like after the game was over – people dancing people singing hail to the redskins like we'd be driving out and driving through dc i mean we're we're now 30 minutes away from the stadium and people are out on the streets partying and dancing like it was just a remarkable moment i mean it was the best part it's what makes sports so good um but i'll just i'll never forget that and it's like those moments in dc are so few and far between when it comes to football um and that to me was just something that i was able to be there and live and experience it was just just incredible just incredible um i'd say i'd say that in 2012 was was my favorite memory, Shawnee. Uh, do you have yours? I'm gonna have to look up the 2006 Sean Taylor block. I have I've never heard that. Um, I'm gonna have to look that up and watch that. It sounds great. It's it's unbelievable. It, it is it's one of the craziest endings to a football game like you'll ever see in your life. And it was so it was so it was just so random. Like it was so like, and of course Sean Taylor picks it up. And he's running back. He gets his face mask pulled. And then Nick Novak, a kicker who was just so bad that entire game. Uh, the the best part about the final kick to walk it off was that when he kicked it you'll and he, you'll see the video. Um, Joe Buck is on the call and actually he had one of the worst calls I've ever heard in my life. It made me so it, it hurts my <laughs> it hurts my ears to listen. And I love Joe Buck. It was one of the worst sports calls I've ever heard in my life. Right up there with uh, with with uh, our boy uh, who made the helmet catch in the Super Bowl, um, David Tyree. That was another awful call by him. Either way, uh, <laughs> if you watch that kick, he misses it initially. And by the grace of God, it just literally bends in and just tucks itself in in the the top right corner. I mean, it was it was Ugh. an awful kick, and it still went in. It, it was just remarkable. Look it up. It's it's and people in this area will probably know. Um, but if you have not seen that, just look it up. Look up uh, look up Sean Taylor Dallas block kick recovery. Just unbelievable. All right, yeah, I'm gonna have to do that right after the show. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, for me, oh, I'm a Patriots fan, so I got about six of them. Oh yeah, of course you do. Um, God, I literally yeah, have never wanted to punch you in the face more. <laughs> I know what a what a spoiled brat I am. <laughs> um, I'm going to say the Malcolm Butler interception mm. more than the 28 to three comeback. The only reason is between the Patriots' last Super Bowl, which was 2004, 
and the Malcolm Butler interception, which won us the Super Bowl. There's 10 years. That didn't happen until 2014. I was the perfect age where I don't remember the 2004, the 2003, and the 2001 Super Bowls. I barely remember the two, 2007 loss. I sort of kind of remember the 2011 loss against the Giants, but I wasn't like really paying attention um, as I do now. The 2014 one, I think I really, really got involved with Tom Brady and the Patriots and Belichick and everything, probably around 2012, 2013. Um, so it was like right when I was like peak Patriots fan, like had all their bling and everything. Mm. And uh, I, I, Connor, I could tell you exactly where I was in the position I was in and where my hands were leaning. I was, I was behind. Uh, we had a little sofa, and I was behind it because I was so nervous, and I thought Russell Wilson was going to score. And I was behind it, and my everybody was leaning forward in their chairs. We had a little Super Bowl party. My mom couldn't even watch it. She actually had to go in the kitchen. Um, she couldn't watch the game. She was so nervous. And all of a sudden, we everybody in the room just screamed at the same time, interception. My mom came running in. And, uh, yeah, that, that was, like, the first, like, you know – major memory I ever remember because I, I I knew Brady had three rings I never remembered any of them that mm. was the first Brady ring I remember and then obviously the comeback I remember and uh the one against the Rams which was 2018 I obviously remember that one um so yeah I, I would say Malcolm Butler's interception yeah. is is my most fond um NFL memory and guess what He's back with us. Malcolm Butler is back. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I'm looking I'm looking forward to a second interception to bring back uh, Lombardi Trophy number seven. Yeah, man. you know I, I was su- such a drought in New England. Yeah, you know honestly, Super again, Bowls. I'm I, just I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you when I see you. Just just so you know. I know uh, no. <laughs> oh, no, I mean what a cra- yeah right. that was crazy. I think the other thing about that that was funny, Shawnee, was that like I wasn't even worried like oh Russell Wilson was gonna score. It was just like oh Marshawn Lynch is gonna run this in. And just Th- like, that's what I meant. Yeah, I mean they. Well, and it also had the setup of the uh, David Tyree catch because it had that crazy. I think it was Jermaine Curse catch. Yeah. Oh um, my if you, uh, lord. And that was yep. against Malcolm Butler. I mean, it was the most insane, improbable catch you'll ever see. And I'm yeah. like, oh, here we go again. Like I've I've seen all the footage of the David Tyree catch, and here we go again. It's we're gonna lose the Super Bowl off a crazy catch. We're done. And Butler. The rookie free agent makes the interception. Nuts. And we are Super Bowl champions for the first time in a decade. So love that. Um, Thank you for the question, PJ. Please reply and tell us if you are in Canada. We are both assuming you are. um, But let us know if you're in Vancouver, Washington, or another state. But we're going to assume Canada. I'm going to assume that, too. And also, also tell us what team do you support up there? I really would feel bad if it was the Seahawks based on what I just said, uh, but that would be the closest team. So please let us know which team you'd like up there. We might've uh, just lost love PJ to hear as a listener, but that is a great <laughs> we, question. We have. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, last one comes from our friend Chad in Kansas city. He says, go chiefs. And I have a question for him at the end too. Okay. All right. He says, love the show. I host a podcast with one of my close friends and I'm just curious. How did you guys meet? Connor Chad from Kansas City uh, you hey, Chad if you ever want to send us up some barbecue please do I will never ever <laughs> complain about that um Sean did uh, we told a story about how we met didn't we so me and Sean this goes did yeah so this goes back to when we were at Nova we were in community college um it was actually kind of a funny I I met Sean because we were in a was it a flag football tournament that the community college was running 
So yep, and our mutual friend Anthony. Set our up mutual a team. friend Anthony had set up a team, and it was like two hundred bucks or something for um, this this tournament. Like, you know, and I, I had played football, and Shawnee's pretty athletic and strong. So we we're like, cool, let's just do this. Um, so I met Sean. We were on we were on the team. Um, I thought it was going to be easy. I honestly thought it was going to be an easy tournament, and we ended up playing against like I think the other team that we lost to had two or three like Division two football players on there that were like dropouts or got kicked out and just are at Nova, and they were just so good that they just they just killed us. Um, I do, if my memory is uh, serves correct, Sean. Again, I believe you did lob me a touchdown pass as you played quarterback. And my pants proceeded to get ripped on a play where uh, I waltzed <laughs> into the end zone. Um, that, That's right. That was that. So I remember we we met there. We weren't really fr- we weren't friends at the time. I we had we had had the game and it was a lot of fun. And then was it I guess a couple months later when we both started the same broadcasting gig, and yep. I had no idea you were even. I was just told I, I had reached out to an AD at, at one of my high school, and I said, hey, could I help with some play-by-play broadcasts or whatever? And he said, yeah, there's a company that does it. Um, I'll get you in contact. So long story short, I get in contact with this guy, and he goes, yeah, um, there's two other guys running the broadcast. So I showed up for night one of our first broadcast, and Shawnee was up there. And I was like, wait a second, I know you. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so we went from there, and our uh, we worked together every Friday night for uh, football season. We did basketball and um yeah, we, we really we really became great friends after that. Went to Nova together and the Mason together, and uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Our, our the the way we met was hilarious because it was funny how I met you at Nova, but you went to Valley, which is this other school in Percival, our small town, um, and our rival school. And I didn't know you there, which was weird because it's a small town and most people know each other. So it's kind of odd how I hadn't yeah, met you until Nova. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I, I, I think Connor had mentioned you. I'm sorry, not <laughs> Yeah, you mentioned yourself. Anthony had mentioned you. Uh, he said, I got this friend Connor um, who wants to do sports play-by-play as well. And I, it was like in passing a few times that he mentioned it, and I just never occurred to me. And then uh, we met flag football, obviously, then yeah. right after that, like you said, um, in the broadcast booth. And here we are having a podcast yeah. together. Hopefully going to become uh, – you know, kings of the podcast uh, airwaves. <laughs> yeah. Joe Rogan and Joe Rogan the second. Well, we'll be Joe Rogan the second and Joe Rogan the third. So that's what we'll end up being. There you go. Um, but, uh, right. yeah, that's a great question, Chad. I, now, I, I do have a question for our friend Chad. Okay. I and I don't know if you have. Have you ever met a Kansas City Chiefs fan? I actually have, funny enough. Okay. A couple. So it's not like Colts fans where we didn't know they existed until we went to a Colts game. <laughs> or Jaguars fans. Because, again, Jaguars fans or don't Jaguars exist fans. unless they're playing in FedEx Field and the 35,000 <laughs> take over the stadium. <laughs> yep. All right. So I need to know, what do Kansas City Chiefs fans think about Jackson Mahomes? Mm. <laughs> I I need to know. Oh, no. I Like, do they support him? Do they like his TikToks? Or can they not stand him? They just like his brother. I, I need to know because that – I can't stand Jackson Mahomes. I, I can't – like, Connor, I, I physically can't watch his TikToks. Yeah. I can't. It, <laughs> it makes me crawl out of my skin. <laughs> yeah. I need to know what Chiefs fans think. I, I'm not going <laughs> to lie, Sean, and, and I, I'm, I might just answer this for Chad on his behalf. I think if you have a prefrontal cortex and you've got two functioning eyeballs and ears and you have senses that work, I, I'm, and I promise, maybe I'll take away the prefrontal cortex. If you're a sentient living being, you probably don't enjoy that guy at all. 
You just don't. <laughs> uh, and so I, I think oh, I think we can pretty confidently say that. Uh, now that with that being said, I'm sure as you asked in that chat, just opened up his email again. It was like I'm about to give this guy a paragraph. Um, but yeah, th- this that guy is just yeah. That's a big gigantic oof. That's really all I gotta say about oh. that guy. Yeah, right, a big Connor. giant oof. That is it. That is it for her oh. mailbags. I'm hoping I'm hoping we get responses from PJ uh, and, and Chad, and I'm sure others as well. Um, I, I we, we definitely need to do this more often. We do, man. Um, we this, do. This has really been fun. And seriously, thank you for everyone who participated in it. Um, Chris and uh, AJ from Savannah. I'm so jealous about where you live. Um, the Kai No from Jeannie. We, we just appreciate it so much. Like it, the, you guys are the reason we do this. Um, we don't have a podcast without listeners who are engaging and fun and uh Dwayne keeping us on track getting our food reviews back on like we couldn't do it without you guys so we're so so grateful for for all of you um and and as always uh keep them coming just keep them coming in and we're gonna get these mailbags uh, out I'm gonna try to get one at least at least once a month Shawnee if we can I wouldn't mind even doing one every other week um, and I'll just keep pushing it on social media and keep trying to get people out. Cause it's just, it's fun. They're great discussions. And, uh, like I said, it doesn't have to be about football. Um, doesn't have to be, it could be about life. It could be about where you're going to college, Zach and Roanoke. It could, you know, be anything. Um, so please feel free to reach out. Uh, it's mailbag at counterforce.com. You can follow us at app after further review pod on Instagram, uh, underscore on Twitter, counterforce.com. You can drop us a line. Like there's 10,000 different ways you can reach us. Um, and please feel free to use any and uh, and all of them. Um, Sean, is there anything else we need to get to? That's it, man. I will see you later this week, and we'll get into some pre-draft stuff and just use awesome. the notes around the NFL. It's going to be awesome, Sean. You're the best. Thanks so much. Another great episode in the books. And thank you guys, as always, for making uh, tonight a fantastic episode. Uh, we will be back on Thursday for our draft preview. Um, until then, we will see you. And as always, I will catch you guys on the other side. <laughs>